Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're getting ready for Kingdom Academy at the King's Healing Room. Everyone, if they can, when they will they please stand for prayer? Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be here, Lord. We thank you for this glorious day that you give us, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the breath that you allow us to breathe, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all the obstacles, all the adversity, all the triumphs that we go through, Lord. That only makes us stronger, Lord. When we continue to read your word, Father, and we continue to obey, and we continue to submit to you and only you, Lord, that give us the strength, Lord, to go on even further. Lord, we actually continue to, to never let down your unfailing love to us, but most of all, Lord, never take your eyes off us, Lord. We praise you, we glorify your name through all things. These things we pray through your name, the most powerful name there is, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And now, I give you a very own Elder Karen Howard. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I count it an honor and a privilege to stand before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and before his people once again on a beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you, God, for the health, the life, and the strength and being clothed in our right minds. I know that we all have something to give God praise for because he is so, so worthy of praise, of honor, of glory. He gives his all to us. We need to give our all to him. On this morning, we're gonna talk a little, we're gonna talk a little bit about being hydrated. Our lesson this morning is stay hydrated. And if I had a subtitle to this, it would be Jesus is our Halloween. Amen? We know that our bodies are 70% water. We know that we may be able to go a month without eating, but we may only be able to go a day without drink. Our bodies need water in order to hydrate, to flush out all impurities. Water is important to the body. Not just physically, but we also have spiritual water. Our bodies and our minds are less responsive if we are not hydrating ourselves, inward spiritually and outward. Manifestations will take place. We need to be hydrated continually. Drinking God's word on a daily basis and staying close to him. Through prayer, because prayer is key, that's our communication with our Father. Meditation, meditating on his promises, on his word, on the things that he says and he does for us allows us to remain spiritually hydrated. Because not only does the physical need hydration, but the spiritual needs hydration more so than anything. We remember about the bread of heaven that God provided for the children of Israel with literal, literal bread, meaning it was manna from heaven. 
And when they were wandering in the wilderness in search of the promised land, God made sure that they had that man. Yet the bread also had a spiritual importance. Remember, Scripture said, and it is written, and these are the words of our Father. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We don't just live by physical means from which we do need to nourish the body, but most importantly, we need that spiritual food to feed the spirit man. One verse later, we learned that God also provided them with water from a rock. Do you think it's possible that the water and the rock have spiritual importance that applies to us? I'm so glad you asked. I do. But today we are going to focus on how the Word of God is also the water of life. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it sheds light on the spiritual meaning of the rock and the water. Now we know in the third verse of 1 Corinthians 4 that they all ate the same spiritual food because Scripture says so. But it says in the, the fourth verse, and all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. The water is his word. We need that. And he is the rock. Remember he told Peter, upon this rock I shall build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. We see that the Bible is full of symbols. We just have to pay attention. It's a spiritual book written by a spiritual being, which is God, to spiritual beings, which is us. I'm gonna say that again. It's a spiritual book written by a spiritual God to spiritual beings, humans, which is us. There's something about reading God's word that actually hydrates your spirit. His word is living water. And spiritually, we need that. Or we will dehydrate. The word keeps us hydrated. Now in Psalms, chapter 1, verse 2, it talks about a man who delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate, meaning constantly, day and night. Constantly meditating on the law of God, which is his word. Then in verse 3, it tells us, and he shall be planted like a tree, planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper because he's constantly meditating on the word. And he will bring forth fruit in due season. 
and his leaf shall never wither. Whatsoever you put your hands to do, it will prosper. But you've got to be in God's word. You've got to be living God's word. You can talk the talk, but you need to walk the walk. Here, the tree, it represents us. We're the tree. And the rivers of water represents the word of God. Because the word of God is living water for the spirit, for the spirit man. So that means drinking in the word brings forth fruit. Like love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, self-control, and temperance. And the meaning of temperance, which it means to abstinence. It means to abstain from alcoholic drink. That's what temperance means. You can't profess to be a child of the king and you drink more than an unsaved person. He said to be abstinence. He said to abstain from. Meditating. Meditating on the word of God will bring forth these spiritual fruits in your life and cause you to prosper. When you're in line with God's word, reading it and meditating it, praying, then you'll bring forth fruit. In its season, and you shall prosper. Anything that you put your hands to do, you will prosper. In the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8, it says, The word will cause you to prosper in whatever you do. The word. Didn't say you, because there is nothing that you can prosper in unless God allows it, and you have to be in his word. Whether it be your marriage, whether it be your health, whether it be your finances, whether it be your career, or raising your children, whatever, as long as you are meditating and reading the living water, you will prosper in those areas. Marriage, career, health, finances, raising your children. Whatever you put your hand to do, you'll prosper because you're in line with God's word. And his word is living. And his word is living water. For not just the body itself, but for the spirit man. The spirit man knows nothing but the word of God. It don't know anything else. So it ain't going to kick up against the word. But it's going to stay in line with the word. Believing what Psalms chapter 1 and verse 1 says will change our lives and our habits. Think about it. You're meditating on God's word day and night. And you're planted by the rivers of water where your leaf will not fail. And you will produce fruit in its season. And whatsoever you do, you'll prosper. Because you're in alignment with God's word. But the opposite of it is, if we don't meditate on the word, day and night. What does that make us? I'm glad you asked me. Talk about the ten. We will be like trees not planted by the water 
We will dry up and we will wither away and we won't bear any fruit at all unless you are doing what thus says the Lord in line with his word that's what's going to happen when you do the opposite of what God tells you to do. But in order for you to know what to do, you got to read the book. You got to read it. And if you don't understand, you said ask me. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that you're going to understand everything because it's not given in one minute. But God will give you what he needs you to have. In that appropriate time. Because God is a God of war. Now, this is a great lesson. This is a great lesson for the Christian life and spiritual disciplines. Many times in the past, speaking about myself, can't speak about my life, but many times in the past, we can go through life spiritually dehydrated. It don't matter how long you've been in fellowship, whether you're saved or saved, it don't matter. Because you can still be spiritually dehydrated. You can sit right in the pews, wherever you fellowship, and hear a word of God, and it bounces off you like water on a duck's back. And you be spiritually dehydrated. Because you're not getting anything in. You're not allowing anything in. So you got to have ears to hear and your heart has to be open to receive Amen. the richness of God's word. And when you close your heart to him and you close your ears off to him, you're going to be spiritually dead. You're going to be spiritually dehydrated. That when something comes up against you, you ain't going to be able to Because you ain't got no power. You ain't, you ain't got nothing to fight it. You got to stay in that living water. Got to stay in the living water. When trials or tribulations, like I said, come our way, we could falter. We could falter and we could stumble because we're spiritually dehydrated and give way to sin. That's what will happen. And this can lead to broken relationships, broken marriages, careers, you name it, finances, everything. Because you have faltered and you have stumbled and you have allowed sin in. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord said. He said, no sin shall enter in. Ain't no sin going in heaven. None. And as we, and as these are broken relationships, as these things happen, as well as shame and guilt over our failures. So not only are broken relationships and broken things happening in our lives, but it's also with shame and guilt of, the, of our failures, of not doing what God wants us to do. And what takes us much longer is to realize and finally figure out that what we need to stay spiritually hydrated. We need to stay spiritually hydrated. You can't fight the enemy unless you have the word in you. He said, I'll be in you and you'll be in me. But if you ain't got the word of God in you, there ain't no way. Guaranteed, you will lose the battle. Because you ain't got, you ain't got on the form of God. You ain't got the word of God in you. You can't fight the enemy without that. You need the word of God. 
and you need to be spiritually hydrated. And the only way you're going to get that is by being in his word. King Jesus is the living water. The water that we all need. And that we need to make it through trials and temptations of life. We need him. He don't need us, but we need him. We need his word in us. When we start our day with him through prayer and engaging in his word, we find we are better able to navigate whatever comes our way because we start our day through prayer and engaging in his word with him. And whatever comes our way, we'll be able to handle it. Even better when we continually drink from his presence throughout the day. We are not only able to spiritually survive, but even thrive. We'll be able to do both. Strive and thrive. Because we're in prayer, we're engaging in God's work, and we're constantly drinking from Him. Now, I think it's safe to say that we all have a bit, or have been a bit, dehydrated. Especially since the pandemic. Mentally, spiritually, and physically. And it is taking its toll on every soul upon here. Nobody is excluded. Since this pandemic, people have suffered. Saved and unsaved. But we suffer. If we want to thrive, we need to come to the fountain of living water. Who is King Jesus? He is the fountain of living water. Not just once, but daily, every day, from the time that you open your eyes. Give him praise, because you're above ground. He allowed you another day to live, to worship him, to serve him. But a lot of us forget. We don't get up of our own. We don't get up and it ain't the alarm clock. Because the Lord's got some, he's got just that much power to where he can set that alarm and it'll never go off. Because he got his hand on it. And you will sleep and you will sleep and you will sleep and you will sleep. So we don't get up of our own accord. We get up because the Lord brings breath into our bodies every single day. His mercy and his grace, his love for his children, saved and unsaved, because he said all that is in the earth belongs to him. And it does. So we need to remember that. Throughout the Bible, there's numerous verses that shows us God's desire for us to take him in, to drink of him as the living water. Throughout the Bible, numerous verses. In John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, we see that God's desire for us, drinking of him, is so great that Jesus actually stood up and cried out during a feast and or festival, issuing a call for the people to come to him and drink. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, 
Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone, anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He said, anyone. He didn't exclude anybody. Anyone that thirsts, come to me and drink. He who believes into me, as the scripture said, out of his inner needy thoughts, feelings, most being, out of his innermost being, shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. So how do we come to him and drink? I'm glad you asked. He will tell you. Only the Lord Jesus can quench our inner thirst. Only him, through his word, only he is the living water. He is the living water. He's the one that can quench that inner thirst. I know that when I was in a backslidden state, yes, I was, I got picked up with the Bible, started reading, trying to remember scripture, and cried out to God and told him, I need to be fed. That was my spirit man crying out to God and telling him, I need to be fed. And he answered my prayer. And I stand before you this day because God hears our prayers. He hears them. He said, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we have because we have petitioned in him. He hears our prayers. And he heard mine. And that's why I stand here before you today. He wants us to drink from him, or he wants us to drink of him. Correction. Quen to quench our inner thirst. And even drink until rivers of living water flow out of our innermost being to others. So if we have the word of God in us, we're able to share it with others. We are able to share that living water. But quite often, instead of feeling satisfied in water, we feel dry and even dead. Why, you may ask, is we may want to drink the living water but don't know how. How to drink the living water to stay hydrated. In Isaiah chapter 12, verses 3 through 6, we see there's six ways we can drink. And I know there's more than that. But the Lord created the earth in six days and on the seventh day he rested. So six days, we can drink Christ as living water to stay hydrated. Six, six ways. Therefore, you will draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to Jehovah. Because in the Old Testament, they referenced and they were careful 
or when they spoke his name. But give thanks to Jehovah. Call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. In other words, the blessings given to you from God. We all have testimonies. We can all talk about all the things that God has done for us in our lives. Some may be similar, but all different. Remind them that his name is exalted above every name. Exalted means above, above everything, all things. Sing songs to Jehovah, for he has done something just. Sing songs to God, praying, singing songs in your life. Let it be made known in all the earth. Let every one know the things that God has done in your life. Your life is a testimony. The life that you live in Him. <coughs> Excuse me. Cry out and give a ready shout, O inhabitant of Zion. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Speaking about Christ. Now you have been given six ways to drink living water to stay hydrated. Now, these are six ways to practice drinking living water to stay hydrated. Aha. Uh -huh. Gave you six ways. Now, this is the practice. This is how you practice those six ways. First and foremost is giving thanks to Jehovah. Giving praise and thanks to God. We can drink the living water by thanking the Lord continually. This is something we can easily do first thing in the morning. Soon as you wake up, open your eyes, thank you, Jesus. Before meals and throughout the day. That's easy. That's an easy practice. That should, that should be the first and foremost thing in your mind. Is giving him praise. Thanking him. That you're alive, you're breathing, that he's gave you another day of his grace and his mercy. It's healthy for us as believers to be thankful and to practice thanking the Lord all the time. Not just sometimes, but most of the time, all the time. He who calls you is faithful, who will also do it. God is faithful to us. He has never failed us or forsaken us. So why should we do that to him? He loves us unconditionally. Unconditionally. Gives us everything and anything we may need or desire or want. So we ought to give him thanks continually, every day, all day. The Lord Jesus has done so much for us through his death and resurrection. And he cares for all of our needs. There is not a need that he has not met. And it may not be here when you want it, but it's right on time. He gives it to you when you need it. We all have so much to thank him for. We all do. There's not a soul on earth that's breathing that does not deserve to give him praise and thanks.
and he is worthy to be thanked. He is worthy. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for the breath that you have given me to breathe. Because if he snatched the breath, you ain't getting up. They're going to put you in the ground. He is the giver of life and death. Those are some things that we need to really focus and concentrate on. He is that living water, but he is the giver of life and death. Not man, God. The opposite of being thankful is being unthankful. Oh yeah, we got a whole bunch of unthankful folk. Yeah, we do. God knows it. I see it. Now I might know who's thankful on the way. I'm thankful. That ain't not, that's not for me to say. But we got a whole lot of them that are unthankful. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it lists being unthankful with being lovers of self. More than lovers of God. Lovers of money. Boaster. Arrogance. Revilers. Disobedient. Unholy. Without natural affection and many more negative things. There's a whole bunch of stuff. But these are just a few. Being unthankful. What you got to be unthankful for? Not nothing. Because everything that we have it's a God-given. Grant you. You may have worked for it, but God gave you the mind to work. The raises you get, God touches hearts to give raises. So we're blessed. We surely don't want any of these things which are negative characteristics to apply to us. We're children of God. None of this should be. We don't want none of this to apply to us. Not none of it. I don't. Do you? Our own experience tells us the more we are unthankful, or complain about things and notice they got nothing to complain about or be unthankful about. But you got those that are. Enough is never enough. The drier we become. Our situation does not improve and we feel worse and worse all the time. Every time. Every time that you complain, every time that you want to think, regardless of what it may, what it may be, you'll be dry and you won't feel good about nothing, it won't improve, and you'll feel worse and worse. But when we are thankful to the Lord, glory. We're saved from being unthankful. And we take a drink of the living water. This water supplies and refreshes us. Whatever our outward situations may be. Because we're thankful. We are thankful for all the things that God does for us. I'm thankful even for the little things because the little things are what matter. 
but I'm thankful regardless. Being thankful is something we can practice. Being thankful for all that he does for us each and every day. It ain't just sometimes, he does it all the time. God is always on his job for his children, for the lost, the shuttered, the sick and afflicted. He knows the hearts of every man. He's God. There ain't nothing he can say or do under the sun that he don't know. You can hide. You think you can run, but you can't hide. Because he see everything. Everywhere. There ain't nowhere you can hide. Being thankful is something, like I said, we can practice. First thing in the morning, we can say, Thank you, Jesus, or thank you, Lord Jesus, for another day. Another day that was not promised to you. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. And for giving me another day to experience your grace. These are just a few things that you can be thankful for, whatever, whatever is laid out in your mind. Even now, give him praise. Give him thanks. You can be here one second and gone the next. But as long as you're above ground, you need to be giving him praise. You need to be thanking him. Like I said earlier, He's the giver of life and death. Don't let it be too late. We can continue thanking, or we can continue by thanking the Lord for our health, our family members, our spiritual family, our job, and whatever else the Lord touches us to thank Him for. We all have different things, some like and a lot different, that we can give God praise and thanks for. I thank Him for my health, life, and strength, the activity of my limbs, keeping me clothed and in my right mind, leading and guiding my way. I thank him for my marriage. I thank him for the breath that I've breathed. I thank him for the child that he's blessed us with. I thank him for my husband. I thank him for the ones that he has put in my life. I give God praise. And I can never praise him enough. He blessed me with a home and vehicle. He blessed me with money. I don't I've worked in over seven years. And I said, Lord, you don't have to take care of me. And he is. So that's a lot to thank God for. And how many of you in virtual land, or those present, can give God praise for all the things that he has done in your life? Think about it. Think about where you were and where you are now. You didn't get there by chance. You got there because God brought you there. He said, you take that first step and I'll take the rest. But you got to make an effort. And he gives you free will. He gives you free will and a choice. He didn't make us robots. He made us in his image, in his likeness. He created us out of love, the love that he has for mankind. So we ought to love on him like he loves on us. We can especially thank him for all he is and all he's done 
and all he is doing. We can pray, Lord, thank you for being the light of the world. Thank you, Lord, for caring or for coming to us and loving us. We love him because he first loved us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being my light and my way. Thank you, Lord, for your life or my life in you. Or thank you for your life in me. We have a lot to thank you for. And we can continue thanking the Lord throughout the rest of the day for anything and everything he reminds us to thank him for. We have a lot to be thankful for. A lot. Even simply saying thank you Lord Jesus throughout the day it waters us. Every time we utter thanks to him, we drink of Christ as the living water. Every time. It's like taking a drink from a refreshing spring. Instead of being dry, we're watered and we're revived. Now I gave you the first of six. This is the second of six. Call upon his name. Now this may be new to some, but not all of us. But calling on the name of the Lord is a practice that's found throughout the Bible. Beginning in ancient times in the Old Testament. They called upon the Lord in the Old Testament. In, and it is recorded in Genesis chapter 4 26 where it says at the time Enos was being born men began to call upon the name of Jehovah in Genesis that's the beginning the practice of calling on the name of the Lord continues in the New Testament. Acts, chapter 7, verse 59. It records how Stephen, who was, uh, who was an apostle, how he called upon the Lord's name as he was being stoned to death. Now I ask you, if something tragically was happening to you where it was causing you death, would you call upon the Lord? Or who would you call upon? He called upon the Lord as they were stoning him to death. That's faith. In action. Today, we can call upon the Lord's name throughout the day by saying, oh Lord Jesus, or Lord Jesus, I love you. Just by calling on his name, just by letting the Lord know how much you appreciate him, how much you love him, how much you care for him. Each time we audibly call on his name, we drink of the living water. Every time. Three. Make his deeds known among the people. Remember I told you that there were six practices. This is the third. We can also drink by making Christ's deeds known among the people. The thing that he's done in your life. He's done so much that we can speak to others about him. 
He came to this earth and he lived a perfect life. He died for the sins of all mankind. He became a life-giving spirit to give us eternal life. And he produced the church as his body through his death and resurrection. We, the people, are the body of Christ. How wonderful all of this is. And in addition, he is still doing so much in each of our lives. We have so many marvelous things to speak concerning Christ. And I know that we all do. Each and every one of us do. We shouldn't be silent about the things that he has done for us. We should tell others about the Lord's deeds, all the things that he has done in our lives and what he continues to do. We can speak to our neighbors about him. We can speak to our classmates or coworkers about him. We can speak to our family members about him. And other people we meet during the day, we can speak to them about Christ who God is, what he's done in our lives. We are a living testimony. There's not a soul that God has saved and has put his spirit within and has heard his word that we can't tell somebody else about. Not one. As we speak to them, and at the same time, we can take a life-giving drink of that living water. Our making the Lord's deeds known to others is an effective and wonderful way for us to drink the living water. Because we have the living water in us. So we should be able to be willing to share with others. He said, go out and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have to tell them about him. It's not doing us any good holding it in, all the things that he's done for us. There's those out there that don't even know him. And once you let them know who he is, they can experience some things too. Good things that they never thought would happen in your life. But we have to open our mouths and we have to tell them about God. And that what he done for me, he can do for you also. He ain't got no respect to person. He don't respect God. He loves us all. Glory to God. Perhaps we feel dry because we haven't spoken to anyone for a while about Jesus Christ. But when we open our mouth to tell someone about him, we ourselves take a drink and are watered and refreshed by the living water. Four, Reminding people's name is exalted. In addition to telling people about the Lord's deeds, we can remind them that Christ's name is exalted. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, it tells us that Christ's name is above every, every name. This is something we can also speak to those around us about. We can ask people, do you know that Jesus' name is exalted? Or we can declare this fact 
telling them that Jesus is Lord and his name is the highest name in heaven and on earth. Even our personal exalting of Jesus, of Jesus' name, when witnessed by others, will remind them that his name is the highest name. When we tell others that the name of Jesus is exalted and that Jesus Christ is Lord, we drink living water from the well of salvation. Number five, sing songs to Jehovah. Did you know that singing is a way to drink? Opening our mouth and singing hymns to the Lord is one of the best ways to drink from the fountain of living water. As we sing, this fountain begins to well up in us, and every and even overflows singing is such an enjoyable way to drink. So what should we do? We can sing hymns as we start our day. In the morning, we can sing hymns as we drive to work. And we can sing more hymns when we are with a fellow believer. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, even instructs us to speak to one another in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. And also to sing a and song with our heart to the Lord. The more we sing with our hearts to the Lord throughout our day, the more watered and refreshed we will be. Six, cry out and give a ringing shout. We can drink the water of life by crying out and giving a ringing shout. Have you ever done this? Many times we pray quietly to the Lord, but have ever cried out to the Lord and given a ringing shout. If you haven't, give it a try. Sometimes we may find it difficult to pray. This can be called, this can be because our minds are full of thoughts and anxieties. It's not that God doesn't hear us when we pray quietly. The problem is more with us. To get through all our mental activity, sometimes we have to shout out loud. We can break through the desert of our mind by crying out and give, even giving a ringing shout. A great place to do this is at home or in a car. You can desperately cry out, Oh Lord, I need you. I need you right now. I am so dry and I am even so dead. Lord Jesus, be my life. I can't make it without you. Lord, I come to you to drink. So, I say, what are some of the habits that you can change? You can change your habits by getting up earlier. Not playing the games for your phones or even watching TV. No matter what the sacrifice, make it to take in this water of life so that the prosperity and the fruit will bear, you will bear fruit and make a difference in your life. And remember to stay hydrated. Glory to God. We just want to thank and praise you. I want to close out in prayer. If we can all stand. Lord God, thank you that you are our power aid and that your word hydrates our spirit. We are thirsty for more of you, Lord, and we need you to be our light in our lives. So we can bear fruit in our lives. Show us ways that we can make reading your word part of our daily life. In your precious and holy name, O gracious Father, we pray. Amen and Amen. thank God. Thank God. If you enjoyed this podcast, we have three different ways that you can give. 
One way is using the Givelify app by downloading Givelify using your iOS or Android device and search the King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIVE to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Healing Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is T-K-H-R-O-F-F-I-C-E at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room and we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.